Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Love Y'all Lens. So, in 2021, in January, we did the first 21 days with Lindsay. And what I've done is gone back and recorded these episodes and turned them into podcasts. So, it's 21 days of getting organized, creating healthy routines that are going to help you work towards your purpose. And so... I'm going to tune it over that way, but I just wanted to preface that before. So if you all heard me say 21 or 2021, um, there's episodes with Jamie. There's episodes with myself. There's episodes with me and Jamie. So I hope that you all enjoy and that you all can take away some amazing information, some amazing tips to make sure that this year is exactly what you want it to be. And Have things changed since then a little bit? Absolutely. The way we do things, our organization, it has. And I'm going to go back and update those, but these are still a great starting point for you. So here we go. Y'all let me know what you think. So you all, when you get up in the morning, pick somebody else up. Help somebody else. Let them want your light and what you have. Um... You know, I've always talked, I've always said people don't always have to run and run around and say, I believe in Jesus. But the example we set for those people through our actions, they want a part of that. And this is an opportunity for you, for them to want to see you accomplish, you know, when they see you accomplishing things, they'll have two choices. And here's what's going to happen. People are going to be like, I can't do that. And they're kind of almost, they may be a little jealous of you because they want that. Encourage them. Keep setting that example for them. It's so, it's so important to build this strong group of women that want to fulfill their purpose in life, want to find out what they're called, you know, uh, to do what God's called them to do. So that's what this is all about for the next 21 days, prepping yourself to get to that point where you can fulfill your purpose. Uh, you can fulfill, you know, you can be that mom that you've always wanted to be, that you can be that the wife that you want to be, all the things that you've ever thought or dreamed in your head that you wanted to, you aspired to be. Um, this kind of gets you in a good routine where all you have to do is focus on that purpose. So with that being said, and like I said, I'm probably going to bed after this. Let's get started. And again, you all comment. Message me personally. It's I want to hear from you if you have questions or if there's anything that you want me to post or whatever it is. Just let me let me know. I'm happy to help. So, a great routine when you get home from work is so important. Why is it important? It's important for you. It's important for your kids because they're going to feel better. You're going to feel better. And so... With the craziness, which COVID has kind of changed that, but it used to be I worked I worked late a lot. Um, typically during the summer, Jamie and I rotate what like Jamie Jamie normally during the summer works a lot of late nights, and so and then we have soccer and we have basketball and we have all the stuff that we're running to constantly. I remember one time it was two years ago. Lane finished soccer. She was taking gymnastics and basketball season overlapped. And man, I regret complaining about how hard it was to maintain all that because this year we've missed we missed so much. I don't ever want to take those things for granted again. But having a great routine, even on nights that you know that those things are going to happen, is important. And all that takes is a little planning. Um, it doesn't mean that every night you come home at 5.30 and you do the same thing. It's a matter of creating a routine through a plan so that you can... Um, you feel like you're not a fish out of water flopping around or as I can't remember her name was Judy. And if Tara was on and Alicia, 
they would, they were, I can't remember her name. She loved Abraham Lincoln. But she always talked about how ducks, she put this uh, slideshow up and it was ducks. And on the, the top, ducks look very calm. But underneath the water, they're pedaling like this right here. And I think that is like being a mom and a woman in general. And having a good night routine and planning around those makes you not feel like you're just paddling so hard. So when you get home, whatever time that might be, the first thing I typically do is get dinner ready. That doesn't mean that we eat at that time. If you are trying to lose weight, if you're trying to be healthy, the worst thing you can do is eat late at night. And I'm married to a man that has a hollow leg. Jamie can eat any hour of the night and never gain a pound, but I can look at food and it's like, oh, Here's five pounds. So the earlier you eat, the better. And that's good for your kids too. They sleep a lot better. You sleep a lot better. There are benefits to eating earlier outside of losing, trying to lose weight. But one of the things that you can do is if you eat earlier, you come home, you prepare dinner. Because remember on Sunday nights, we're meal prepping. We're getting everything ready for the week that we need. We're going to make sure that it's out and it's ready. But you want to make sure that... Um, it's something that reflects the time of day you're gonna get home. So like today, I got home a little bit earlier. I got home around like 4.30. So I had all that stuff out, you know, it was ready. True story though, Jamie just got home, so we have not eaten dinner yet. We're going, we're going too soon. I guess I'll eat and then go to bed. But Jamie just got home. And so we, we did dinner. Um, Try not to eat any later than 6.30. That's about the time that I found. And then if you're still hungry, have like a snack. <clears throat> and I've shared a couple of my favorite snacks on here. They're good nighttime snacks. I'm addicted to peanut butter or almond butter right now. That's not a good nighttime snack to have. But yogurt, Greek yogurt, fruit, things like that. So if you eat at 6.30 and then at 7.30 need another snack, that's totally fine. Um, but the earlier you eat, it's better for your system. So we have nightly routine. So I come home, I cook dinner, or Jamie cooks dinner. We do split that task in our house. It's not a mama does everything. I have amazing, amazing help and amazing support system. But we try to eat dinner. Our goal last year was to eat dinner um, at home as a family four nights a week. So uh, the weekends are a little bit more up in the air on what we do. We might eat at home, we might not, but it's a little bit more flexible. But our goal, that was one of our family goals that we created last year, was to eat at home at our table four times a week. And growing up, we sat down at the dinner table every single night and had dinner. That was just something we did in our house. Uh, I can't tell you much about what my mama cooked, but I do remember how precious that time was and that time together as a family. And it created a, a closeness, a bond between, you know, all of it, all of us in our family. So I encourage you if you, I like to say I encourage you, I strongly encourage you to sit down at the dinner table and eat dinner as a family. It's a lost, it's, it's a lost tradition. It's something that very rarely happens these days because we're so go, 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 go. There's so much that has to be done. Um, you know, so, and I, I like sometimes the dinner table is the couch. Sometimes the dinner table is around the coffee table. It, it doesn't, sometimes dinner is in bed on a tray. Whatever it is, as long as you're together as a family sitting down, turning off the TV, taking your phones away from the table where there's no interruptions, 
do that, plan that, make that a goal this year, make that a goal. If you have young kids, start now. You'll get them in the habit of sitting down. You'll, um, the, the stress and tension they feel that I've talked about kids since before, sitting down at the dinner table with no electronics and just that time. I think it's so sad and I watched this. We were, I can't remember where we were. It was one Sunday after church and it broke my heart, but it was a mom and a dad and two kids and they were, they were teenagers. It's been a couple years ago and every one of them sat through Sunday lunch like this. I don't know if they were texting each other, but they never once looked up at each other at all through a whole, a whole meal. Start now. Kids love technology. Uh, they love electronics. They love those things, but teach them now that there is a time that you put those down and you, that family time is so valuable and the dinner table is one of those times. So we sit down, we eat, uh, we pray together as a family. We have a prayer that we say, uh, we, Ours is different than what mine was growing up and what my brother's little boy. So when they come over, we say, we actually say two prayers. That's when he says, that's when Lucson says amen is when we say his prayer. But pray as a family. Sometimes we hold hands. Sometimes we don't. And then I love it because Miles, Miles is, Miles is a sweetie. Miles will go around. He'll go, so mommy, tell me about your day. Daddy, tell me about your day. So Miles has taken that role of being the one that asks us in our house, like, what was good about our day? And of course, you know, we spent a lot of time together during quarantine, late and still out of school. So there's not always thrill and excitement and how's your day going, but that's a great time to, to count your blessings, to see, um, I got this off the Kardashians, but it's the pits and the peaks. And, um, you know, your highs of the day and the things that you're thankful for and the things that maybe bogged you down a little bit but are going to be better tomorrow. So, talk about that with your family. Jamie and I work together every single day, but that doesn't mean that we have great conversation during the day because he's going one way, I'm going another. But that's a great time for communication with your family. Um, so, we talk about our day and then when Miles is done, and he's not a big eater. He walks around and has to hug us all. We make our kids clean up the dishes. Uh, I don't personally think there's anything wrong with kids having chores. I think teaching them at a young age to do that takes stuff off your plate, mom, and it teaches them responsibility. But that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother night we're going to talk about that. Um, so, but we have them, they, they scrape their, they know that when they get up, they are going to take their dishes, they're going to scrape them in the trash can, whatever's left, and then they're going to put it in the dishwasher. It's just how it is. They know that. That's a routine. They have not done that before, and they've gotten big, big trouble. So, uh, develop those habits when your kids are young. If you have older kids, I know this may be a little bit harder, but really work for that to be your goal this year. Family time, time to sit down together as a family, um, talk about your day, pray together, um, you know, and, and just sit down and eat. Make that your time. So then let's talk about the next thing. I hate laundry. I loathe, I loathe laundry. If I would rather stab my eyeballs out than do laundry. I hate it. And my kids pull stuff out of their closet and decide they don't want to wear it that day and guess where it goes straight to the laundry basket so there are piles and piles of laundry and i just learned this lesson within the last year if you will do 
a load here. So like tonight, we put all of our laundry up. I'll probably do a load tomorrow. So small loads, things like that. I know that sounds so silly and trivial, but you end up not becoming overwhelmed. You can handle one small load from the washer to the dryer to putting up. It doesn't take you more than maybe maybe 10 minutes just put a small, a small load of clothes up. But if you wait, you're going to spend your whole weekend washing clothes, and I don't want to do that. I did that this past week because we were gone, and New Year's Day fell when it did, and I had to wait a whole day. Who come up with that, you all? Who come up with that? Who come up with that? So I had to wait a whole day, and I spent 45 minutes putting laundry up because there was so much of it. So little tasks like that keep you from being overwhelmed, and it keeps you from spending your whole day Saturday where it's about relaxing and enjoying time with your family or making plans or whatever it is, um, not to be so overwhelmed with the I didn't get it done through the week, so I have to do it on the weekend. So my weekends end up consisting of finishing up little things like that, but enjoying that time that I have because we work Monday through Friday. Saturday and Sunday is our time with family. Mine and Jamie's time together. It's time to go ride. So little tasks. Taking out, go, go take out the trash. Laundry, dishes. Don't let them pile up, you all. If, if there's dishes in the sink or the dishwasher's full, load it and unload it. Don't let them pile up because that stress is something that it's only going to put more and more stress on you when you're trying to uh, get through the week. I don't like dirt when there's when things are dirty, when things are messy, and not everybody's like this. I'm just I'm very OCD, but when things are dirty and things are messy, I don't function right. I don't function. I don't function correctly. It gets me all been out of shape, and I can't focus. So, i.e., example example tonight. Uh, and all weekend, our Christmas stuff has been, it's come down and it's laying in the floor in the living room. I can't stand it. I can't, I can't stand it. And I had to buy totes. So I have totes now and I can go, I can work on that. And I honestly may not even be able to go to sleep tonight until that mess is done. But I don't do good with messes. So if the dishes are stacked up or laundry is out of control, I don't function to the best of my ability. So just completing small tasks. Homework, um, you know, it's this is so different right now. Layton does her work during the day. I know that everybody's different, but have a designated homework time. In our house, we really don't turn the TV on until maybe like right before we go to bed. Our kids don't sit and watch TV. We don't sit and watch TV. That's a personal choice in our house, but it makes us much more product, productive and get a lot more done. So maybe just try turning off the TV, turning off... Um, social media, whatever it is, or, you know, a specific time at night saying, okay, after 7 p.m., no phones or 7.30, whatever it is. Jamie used to get so mad at me because I was on my phone all the time that he he's really tall and I'm really short and he put our phones up in a really, really tall cabinet so I couldn't get it until the next morning. He doesn't do that to me anymore, thank goodness, because I'm, I'm better I'm better, but teach your kids that now. Teach your kids, uh, teach your kids the value of putting their phones down and their technology down, and having face-to-face -face interaction and conversation with you. And I, I truly believe that they're, the older they get, the more they're going to do those things, the more they're going to want those things. But if we start at a young age, helping them 
distinguish between technology time and homework time and family time, they're going to do a better job as well the older they get because you've developed this routine into them. Remember, I said routine is so good for kids. And they're going to remember that. Just like I said growing up, we knew every night we were going to sit down at the dinner table. We were going to eat. That was that was something that we just knew we were going to do. So start those, start those habits young. Um, prepare for the next day. So like we said yesterday, uh, Sunday night routine, just little bit um, tidying up uh, any loose ends to get ready for the next day. You know, are your clothes laid out where it's convenient to get to so there's no excuses not to get up and go to the gym or not to get up and work out or uh, are your clothes laid out for the day? What are you wearing? You know, all that should be out for the whole entire week if you do the Sunday night routine. But maybe if you struggle getting up this morning, like you pull them a little closer to the bed so it's not as much work to get up and put on your workout clothes in the morning because tomorrow will be harder. I almost guarantee it. Um, your stuff's by the door. Did you sign your kids' backpacks? Uh, go ahead and put it in the car, you know, if you, if you can. Computers don't really need to go in the car in the winter, but put what you can in the car. Set it by the door. Have it ready so you're not looking for your computer charger when you're getting ready to run out the door or... I, 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 I kid you not, I signed Layton's planner one day with eyeliner because it was all I had to sign it with, and I hadn't done it. it I was a hot mess, you all. I mean, you do what you got to do. Like, you do what you got to do, but don't be in that boat. Get yourself out of that boat by doing it the night before and having a routine where you do it, and then you put it by the door, you put it in the car, and it's ready. And then, if you made one today, you're what I want to accomplish tomorrow. Not a to-do list, but a what I want to accomplish tomorrow. And I just think that mentally makes you feel better. Again, that's one of those things that before you go to bed, if you lay there and your mind goes, it pings. It's like, bing, 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 bing. It's like uh, 20,000 browsers open in Google. Uh, that's a good way if you make your accomplish tomorrow list. What happens is your brain has it on paper. There's no trying to remember it. It's wrote down. And this morning, uh, I made my list last night after our video. I might have made it before. But there was only like one or two things I didn't get done. And grant yourself some grace. I always overextend my to-do list. And I'm a little bit more zealous until I get to those points. But grant yourself some grace. If you don't get everything accomplished that you want to accomplish... Accomplish what you know is necessity. Accomplish what you know is important. And then, if you don't get the other stuff done, just add it to your to your uh, your list for the next day. It's totally fine. And then, have your stuff ready for the next morning. So, like I said, your, your books by the bed, your water by the bed, coffee pot ready, all of, all of those things. And so... Um, you made your list that helps your brain start pinging, stop pinging all over the place. So you can enjoy, you can actually enjoy time with your family or with your spouse or you time, whatever it is. Um, Micah said she was going to go take a hot bath and reward herself. And we're, we're going to talk about self reward because it's so, so important. Um, but not, but not tonight, but you know, take that time for your family, take that time to just kind of unwind, put phones up. Blue light, I don't know if you all realize this, but blue light keeps you from sleeping at night. Uh, if you read The 5 a.m. Club, which that's the book that I tell people they should start with, 
the 5 a.m. club, he talks about what blue light does to your body. He talks about how blue light can make you depressed and anxious and um, it kills your sleep patterns. It kills, the, it kills the melatonin that your body naturally produces. So, the earlier you put your phone down or the less you look at that, you know what? The better you're going to be. The better you are going to feel. Statistics, facts prove that. And a lot of you all may not want to hear that. That's not something that I want to hear. But um, finding that time to put it down where you're just focused on living in that moment is 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 what we do at the very end of the night. So this might be like 7.30, 8 o'clock, 8.30. Depends on whatever your bedtime is. And ours kind of vary. There's nights that I'm passed out before my kids go to bed. Uh, I'm not a stay. I'm not. I'm not a party animal. My kids are good at staying up late. I'm. I'm just. I'm just not. But uh, you know, if it's you time, take a hot bath, showers before you go to bed, like the kids or whatever. If you will give them showers the night before or plan their shower. I know this is funny. Their shower schedule. So like Layton has hair down to her butt. I don't know if you all have ever seen my kid, but. Thank goodness her hair can go like a week without being washed. If not, we would be in trouble. But let her, let your kids wash their hair, shower the night before. That's one less thing that you have to stress about. And plan those showers uh, and hair washings that you know that you're going to have to assist with around your busy schedule. On nights that you know, if you know you have a basketball game or basketball practice until 8 o'clock at night, don't plan that to be the night where you're going to go you're going to go home and wash hair. Now, bathe your kids. Bathe them. But if you know that, you know, that's going to be a process, plan those for nights that you're home early. And um, really think about those things. Plan down to down to the, the, the day, the seconds. Pl plan those things. That way, you are getting in this good routine, this good system, where you're not always going to have to write these things down. You're just going to do them. They're going to be innate. And so... Um, you know, spend time with your spouse, whether it's curl up in bed. Our goal, my goal as a family this year is to, I want to I sit down and read with our kids at night. I want them to bring a book to me. Layton's to the age where she can read now. Miles is to the age where or he starts kindergarten next year. Like, I'm, I, I said that today and I literally was like, he starts, he starts kindergarten next year. I don't have a baby anymore. So... Sit down, read, you know, read books. That's one of our goals with our kids this year. Um, and then we pray together and get our honeys in bed. Um, and last but not least, and this is something that people are going to like pick their toes up off the floor before I step on them. Go ahead, just do it. But it is really hard. Now, understand me. I know that there are certain situations where it's just more convenient with if your kids are in the bed with you. But hear me out. When your kids are in the bed with you, you don't sleep near as good. I don't at least. Layton got to where she was running her toenails on my leg. And it took away time that Jamie and I had at night together to bond. It hurt our relationship. So, strongly suggest, strongly urge, if, you, if your kids sleep in the bed with you, work to get them in their own beds. I had a really hard time because Layton has slept. Layton, Layton slept in bed with us. She did, and um, it got to the point though where she had to go to her bed. 
And Miles had always been one that wanted to go to his bed, but when he realized that Layton was in the bed with us, you know what? He was like, I want to be in there too. Four people in a king-size bed even is too many. So, uh, we had to develop a really good routine to get them in their beds. And um, it just takes, it takes work. And I think that's why a lot of people never, they don't do that. They don't, they don't do it. They're like, oh, they'll just go to their bed when they're ready. Well, they, they will, but it does. It takes work. It takes work and it takes persistency to get them in there. It takes persistence. Like they, you know, there might be nights where they come down the hallway at 2 a.m. and they want, they wake you up. And you know what? That's just part of it. But getting them in their bed is great time for you and your spouse and time for you all to talk or cuddle or what, whatever, what, whatever. But take that time uh, and put it in your nightly routine just to have that time with your spouse. Jamie and I have a date night in our calendar. We have for the last uh, two years every Thursday night. And I think we've had two or three of those in two years. So it's not one of the things I'm going to, I'm going to tell you that it's a really good idea to have that time. But sometimes it's not date night. Sometimes it's just time. It's time together. Um, it's time. It's talk time. It doesn't have to be at a restaurant or a movie or anything like that. It's just time together to focus on your marriage and your relationship. And if your kids are in the bed with you, there is no way that's happening because mine talk 90 miles a minute until their eyes close and then they move and they got their head on my back and everything else. So those are just my tips to help you develop your own nightly routine. Don't think like my life, my schedule is totally different from yours. Um, your career, you know, what your kids do, your kids ages, all of those things will determine your nightly routine. And that's totally okay. These are just suggestions. These are jumping off points. These are, hey, this works for me. Maybe try it and see if it works for you. So, um, but like I said, develop a great routine, cook dinner, eat decently early, and then if you want a snack, knock off small tasks instead of trying to pile them all up onto Saturday, um, have a designated time to do homework, you know, prep for the week or excuse me, prep for the next day, or do your checklist, your mental checklist, clothes laid out, stuff by the door, my accomplishment list for tomorrow, and let's go to the accomplishment list. If you accomplish things on your list today, if you were able to say, I accomplished, I accomplished things today, reward yourself. And I don't mean like go on a shopping spree, but reward yourself. Like, Reward yourself with a, hey, if you got out of bed this morning and, you know, your goal was to be up at 5 o'clock and you got up at 5 o'clock and it was hard, you know what? Reward yourself. Find something that you enjoy, whether it's five minutes to paint your fingernails, a hot bubble bath. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, anything expensive. Just find something that you find joy in and take about 10 to 15 minutes for yourself just to reward yourself for that. Um whatever it may be, or maybe say, hey, babe, I got up early this morning. I'm really trying hard to create new habits. Do you care to, do you care to cook dinner tomorrow night? Because do you care to cook dinner tomorrow night? And reward yourself with maybe just one task uh, that you do all the time. Reward yourself with one task off and just, and ask, you know, 
me and a lot of times don't think about things like that. So just if you know your spouse and you know that's something that they, they wouldn't mind to do and they don't care to do and they're good at, or if it's laundry, whatever it is, ask for, ask for that. And then, you know, uh, and prepare your stuff for the next morning routine. I've got off on a few tangents, but I have stayed focused a lot better than I have the rest of the night. Um, and then your winding down period, your precise bedtime, all of those things kind of play into your schedule and put them on your accomplished tomorrow list. Put them on there. Um, they're, they're on mine. It's my, you know, what I'm going to do when I get home. It's, it's all the things that I'm going to do when I get home in the afternoon. And you'll develop really, really, really good habits with that. So thank you all so much. Um, I have to tell you all that today, because this is real, this is, this is just real, today has probably been one of my harder days. I really didn't know how I was going to be able to sit here and focus when I sat down at the computer because I kid you not, I told you all it took me 45 minutes to put up laundry, but I counted how many hangers I needed six, six times. That's like I walked to the utility room and then to the kitchen and then back in here and forgot like what I went in there to get or what I was doing and I was bouncing. My brain has been pinging. I've struggled with focus all day long and it's going to happen. You're not going to have every day where you feel like getting up. There's going to be days where you're tired. There's going to be days where your brain pings all over the place. The best thing to do is keep going. Don't stop. It's normal. It's normal. We're women. We have the time of the month where things change. We have hectic schedules. We went back to work today, most of us. Um, I got up at 4 o'clock because of the dog uh, I know that I don't function with mess. I have, I have so many cards stacked against, stacked against me right now that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm good that I've, I made it to this point tonight. So just know that it's not always going to be easy. It's sometimes it's going to be, it's going to be hard as hell, but you are tough and you are strong and you are resilient and you are going to get this down so you can fulfill your purpose. You can find your passion again. You can find yourself again. You can love who you are and what you were created to be. I did listen to the Christy Wright podcast this morning. And that was one of the things she said. She said, you have to learn to love the person God created you to be. He didn't create you to be somebody else. So the wants and the desires of your heart. The things that you want to accomplish, the things that you want to do, those are those those are God given. Those aren't things that every woman has. The same as you. Just know that that you know you are here to fulfill a purpose, and you may not even know or know what that is yet. But creating these habits where you're not all over the place, you're not the duck paddling as hard as you can trying to keep its composure, or you're not a fish flailing around out of water or a hamster on a, all, all animal referrals, but that's not what you were created to be. And if you can harness a very good routine, you're going to go through life feeling like fulfilling your purpose. And if not, you're going to go through life feeling completely drained wondering what you're, you're just like you're spinning your wheels what am I here for why am I here what is my purpose and I think that you just constantly feel exhausted so 21 days 
and then to continue these things that will help you are going to not just make you feel better, but it's going to help you become who you are meant to be. And I hope that you all work every single day to do that. But then as you get better at it, find other women or men or your kids or whatever to help them too to get to that place. Because if we all find our purpose and our joy and the we feel contentment in those, we Facebook argue less, we hate ourselves less, we aren't jealous of other people and what they have and what they do. We are truly, truly happy people and happy people are the best people. That's the people you know you want to be around. It's the people I want to surround myself with. So work to create these things, you all. I hope you have a great night. Thank you all so much for joining me tonight. I hope that you loved this episode, day one of the first 21 with Lindsay. And until next time, remember, you got this.